Hey, hey. This is Coach AA. And welcome to the July 17th edition. Just one post for this week. I want to talk about how because of our lifespan, let's call it 100 years, we are limited by how we look at and affect everything around us with this sense of scale of time and how, well, that has a lot of repercussions. So nature in almost everything we've created tends to be our biggest inspiration. Say cars, for example, or machines, or computers. The cars we've created comes from horse-drawn carriages and you trace the dots further back, well, horses are how animals locomote and we harness them, which is why cars even today are measured in horsepower. But the computer, well, has a brain, has an input, has an output, has a power source, has a circulatory system with essential nutrients, oil or fuel or electricity, whatever, which is transmitted through them, which is very similar to how, well, plants and animals work. Of course, we've made a lot of advances, right? Like taming a horse takes time. And then realizing that, hey, you tie a bunch of them together and then put a box behind them and then put wheels. And to today, you know, electric cars and rocket ships. But even something like an electric car, while a huge improvement on the internal combustion engine, which is a huge improvement on horses, aren't really self-sustaining. The fuel they use comes from an external source. So there's still a long way to go. But even the human machine, you know, relies on external sources, food, water, sunlight, and it generates waste products. The colossal difference between the natural environment and the environment we create is in simply how all the variables fit together in the former. Like you put four wolves and you can fix an ecosystem as large as Yellowstone National Park. You remove an apex predator or you introduce an alien species and in the short term you can collapse an ecosystem. But almost everything the human race creates disrupts because one limitation in our progress is a handicap of how we look at time. Because, say, 100 years is our lifetime, we tend to focus on short durations. And so the disruptions we produce, the variables in the system we are affecting, well, we don't even know them properly. Climate change is a startling example. The human brain looks at technological progress without adequate thought to disruption of other variables, other systems over a much larger span of time. Even if you think, hey, it is in this small area I am doing something as simple as, you know, chemical runoffs into the river, the river goes somewhere else, everything in the ecosystem of the river is affected downstream, you know, fish to whoever lives off the fish, and then 
the river feeds into the sea, so the sea is affected. And, you know, you keep growing the scale and you do this all over the world. Well, that's why the entire world is affected. Another example closer to home is in my hometown of Madras. The city has a lot of, had a lot of lakes and marshland, which were natural water catchment areas. Well, they were all reclaimed. Now they are clumps and clumps of apartments. So the receding water table for an extremely large water demanding city has a band-aid. Water is being bought and brought from other areas. But a couple of years back, we had floods because the river overflow, overflowed. Now, because of a lack of these catchment areas, the entire city flooded to a stupid amount. But it's pretty much beyond a point of no return because you can't recreate these catchment areas. So what do we do? Well, we put another band-aid. Storm drains are being constructed all over the city. So this is just a very simple example of how, oh, the city is growing or greed or whatever. Let's not even talk about that. Let's just say the city is growing and here's space in the city. Let's put buildings here where there's marshland. Short-term thinking. And we repeat this in our own lives because, hey, let's just be self-centered for a bit. This short time, time span or looking at things affects us so much. In fitness and nutrition, we want results immediately. We want to go on a diet and we want to see weight loss. So we are okay doing crash diets. We want to lift weights or do yoga and get the results as shown in the marketing and the promotional material. The prospect of losing one kilo a month does not seem exciting to a person wanting weight loss. But think about this. If me and you had had this conversation 24 months ago and I had sold you on it and you had gotten started on it, on this slow, steady, sustainable approach, you would be 24 kilos lighter today. Well, it's assuming you know, you've had 24 kilos to lose. But you know what I mean. You know, all done in a sensible, practical fashion with none of the detrimental effects of a crash diet with no stupid amounts of deprivation or cravings or willpower requirements or anything, just slow and steady. Learning a new language, hey, learn you know, French in two weeks or learn cooking in a month or whatever are simple examples of a marketing scheme playing to our weakness of wanting change right now. Now think about it, is any skill truly possible to learn in a matter of weeks? Yeah, of course you can learn the starting point, but only constant, consistent practice, only reps will lead to a real semblance of skill. Why do we fail to understand this repeatedly? Again, because we look at time in a very short-sighted fashion. We need a paradigm shift in how we look at it. Else we will continue to make error after error and poor judgments. The funny thing is, when we have more time, we 
far worse at it. For example, in my 20s, I was in a big rush. In the 30s, I slowed down a little, but I still caught up. It was mostly because I was unaware. And now, as I finally get into the 40s, you know, some light is starting to shine. I realize I don't need to master the kettlebell by the end of this year. I don't need to press the 36 by the end of this year. I don't need to read all the books on my unread list by the end of this month or this year or this decade. Because everything I add has a consequence that could impact other things. Say, if I want to read five books a week instead of one book a week, well, it possibly means I interact less with my friends or work less at my organization. If I want to press the 36, that means I need to spend more time training, which means I need to spend more time on recovery, which means, well, time spent on other things could be impacted. Falling in love with fitness in my mid-20s has had an impact for the last 15 odd years and I expect it to continue for the rest of my life, in all probability. But the funny thing is, 15 years ago, I was in a rush to lose fat and get fit. So I rushed from method to method, from, you know, crash diets to let's work out six days a week, let's work out morning and evening, these kind of things. Today, I know I could have saved a lot of time and energy if I had taken things slower, focused on technique, stuck on one thing for longer before moving on. Well, I can learn that lesson today, at least, because the same lessons hold for whatever new endeavor I get involved in. Nothing needs to be rushed. Nothing needs to happen today. So slow down. What is something you can slow down on? What is something you can take your time to learn because it will have an effect, it will echo for the rest of your life? For me, two things come to mind. One, learning to cook. Cooking is a skill I'm not focused on at all or made any concerted attempt to learn. But for someone in fitness and nutrition, Cooking can be a great, great tool. You know, I can figure out what I want to eat and what I want to put into me, the more control I have. And the other thing is learning to meditate. Meditation is a skill that I have made a concerted attempt to learn for about two years, but I'm still, well, flabbergasted by my cluelessness. But now I know there's no rush. There's nothing wrong with being clueless. I can work on something for a year. And if that doesn't work, because everything eventually is measured by results, I can move on to a different technique or a method. I don't have to rush. I don't have to flip between this and that. Now, there are a few constants. Making a concerted effort, having proper awareness, being patient, putting in diligent, repetitive effort. These are constants. Now, when you add this to an appropriate time scale, zooming out, 
rather than zooming in, we can make significant progress and impact the rest of our lives. Well, at least that's what I'm telling myself about meditation and cooking. Well, that's it from me for this week. Hope you enjoyed listening to this. Do share with a friend. And I'll see you here next weekend. You have a good one. Bye-bye.